Hi, and welcome to Podcasting 101 with Rachel. This podcast is for busy female entrepreneurs who run their own businesses and want to start a podcast or who may already have a podcast. I want to share practical information and tips on how you can get your podcast started and managing it along the way. I'll also be interviewing other female podcast hosts to give you real insight into what it's like having your own podcast. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode. Today, I have Emma Fishlock with me, who is from the Real World Consultancy uh, based in Worcester. And we are going to talk about how it's important to find your voice and having your authenticity in your podcast, and also the um, importance of linking that with your target audience. Obviously, they're the most important thing that you um, need to be thinking about when you're writing your content for your podcast. So welcome, Emma. It's lovely to have you here. Do you want to tell us a little bit about you and about um, Real World Consultancy? Absolutely. It's it's really, really lovely to be here. So um, thank you for having me on. So I set up Real World Consultancy in 2018, um, which now feels like ages ago. So we've, we've, we've <laughs> been, <laughs> it, was, it went really quickly and then it went really slowly and then really quickly. Um, so we've just turned, well, at the beginning of the year, we turned five. Um, so we're a business coaching company. We started, um, so when I started the business, it was just me. Um, and um, we went through our own journey of um of finding our target audience and niche and, mm-hmm. and um, um, sort of targeting down to where we are now, really, which is we focus on micro and small businesses. So we work predominantly with, um, I'd say, 80% of our um, our clients are in the micro business space of one to 10 employees. Quite often, they're people that work by themselves. They haven't really got a sounding board. They're looking to sort of punch above their weight and um, mm-hmm. and stand out, but um, but don't really necessarily have the incentive to make it into the next Google or something massive. It's more around building the business that you set out to achieve in the first place. And I'm definitely one of those. I'm quite happy to stay in the micro small business field um, and and sit in that area. So we champion all things micro and small. Um, We've now got a team of, there's three of us operationally. So there's myself, um, another head coach um, and a um, business growth manager. And then we've got a team of four associate coaches that work with us as well. So we've um, we've we've just moved our moved ourselves out to just outside Upton Snodsbury, which is really nice. So we were <laughs> in the middle of Worcester, but we're now surrounded by beautiful fields and sheep and horses, which is lovely. Is that where I came to see you that time? Is it? Or have you moved again? Uh, we've we've just moved. You've yeah. just moved again. So, oh, yeah. okay. We, oh. we moved into a um, we moved into a serviced office for a year, um, just to sort of settle up as a as a team because obviously three of us are kind of hybrid in between the office and at home and then mm-hmm. the other half all all, um, all work from home um, but we found this beautiful sort of barn conversion it's actually called the coach house <laughs> so <laughs> um, surrounded by like field and sheep and horses and um, sort of nice stable doors so we moved in to the end of last week Oh, lovely. Full disclosure, everyone um, listening, um, I live very close to where Emma is based in Worcester, and that is how I had some support um, with coaching with the local enterprise um, programme. And that's how I um, came across um, Emma and Real World Consultancy, because I had uh, one of their lovely coaches, Christina Lynch, um, was my coach for 12 weeks. And yeah, there is some beautiful countryside around Worcester, and that's great that you managed to um, get somewhere. A snodsbury always makes me laugh. I know that's very no. mature of me. <laughs> 
So yeah, five years. So you've managed to now really niche down into looking um, your ideal clients being micro businesses. And I love that. I love that um, because obviously I think a lot of listeners here will also be the same. They're, they're solopreneurs um, or have very small teams, maybe a VA or somebody that helps them um, in that way or their accountant. And I, I'm just me. And I don't have aspirations to go to like, like you said, Google level. I don't want, that's not, I I like it, my, myself being a small business and I'd like to kind of stay within that small business realm. And I think that a lot of listeners as well um, are in the same similar position um, with that. And I think um, adding a podcast to, to that business is a really valuable asset. Um, it's what I've done for my business. And I know there's quite a few other people that have done it as well. And if you're here listening, you obviously really would like to get a podcast um, for your business as well. So like we, like I mentioned earlier, we were going to have a little look at kind of talk about um, like finding your voice and your authenticity um, for your podcast. Because I think as with everything with your marketing in your business, you want to be coming across as you as much as possible. Isn't that right, Emma? And, you know, how to, because um, I love when you look at your brand with the three of you with it's um is it Esther and Eliza that's the Eliza? Yeah. yeah yeah so so there's three yeah. of us at the core and then we've got um yeah, yeah the other four associate coaches yeah um but yeah that we're, we're the core team but I I guess when I see your branding and I get your busy you're very friendly and approachable and um you always giving across I don't feel like there's any in or authenticity there when I look at your brand what what would you recommend or to start with with somebody say they're thinking about starting a podcast for their business where's the best place to start with um just getting to grips with all that side of things with themselves especially if they're new to that kind of business world absolutely firstly thank you that's a real I think that's a real compliment when I set up the business I set it up as real world consultancy because one of the things that was important to me was the whole it was being real being authentic um being real in terms of realistic in terms of what um, what expectations are and stuff like that um and when I started the business um if it, I would probably well, I don't think I even want to do this exercise but if I went back now and looked at the stuff that I was doing for maybe the first year I would absolutely cringe because it it wouldn't sound at all like we do now um, not many people would start a business or start a podcast as soon as they leave school, we've all gone into different jobs. We've all had different careers. We've all had something that's got us to the point where we are now. And sometimes um, it's hard to shake that. I came from a very corporate background um, and I, I absolutely just laugh my head off when I when I think about how I was still trying to be um, when I started the business. Because you feel like you, um, you put on this professional facade of this is what a business owner looks like. This is what a very sensible senior leader looks like. Um, and sometimes it's very hard to shake that off um, and just go, actually, um, I'm going to be completely authentic, which means that I'm going to really resonate with some people. But it's also been brave enough to realize that in doing that, you're also not going to resonate with a lot of other people. And so um, I think don't expect that authenticity to come overnight unless you're really already clear on who you are, what your personal drivers are. Um, what you love talking about, why you love the business or the podcast or the or the um, if you're writing a book or anything like that, why you've done that and why you've been sort of um, why your brain's gone. That's the thing that I need to do. It takes a while to find that authentic voice, I think, and it's been brave enough to realise that in doing that, you will potentially 
not be everyone's cup of tea, but actually that is a brilliant thing. And it's something that we work with people a lot on business coaching is you don't want to be everyone's cup of tea. No one wants to be the person that um, does a little bit of everything. You want to be the go-to person in a set area. Um, but in order to establish that and find your voice in that area, you have to fight, you have to know that that's what you want and you have to recognize it and you have to um, identify what that looks like so that you can be authentic, you can stick to it. Um, and also making brave decisions as well around the type of work that you take on or the type of, um, the, if you're doing podcasting and then you're asked to talk on lots of other things, maybe the type of gigs you take on, making sure that you're um, you're staying in line with that authentic voice, but also staying in line with um, your personal values and everything that you've set up around what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely ag- yeah, it does. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I'm just over two years in now and I to start with I I didn't know I also I didn't niche down into podcasting straight away I was a virtual assistant and so I did some different types of things there and even now I I don't I think especially with my podcast things are evolving and they you know it does take time and and it is okay for you to evolve like I remember um and and when we when we go on to um think about the target audience like your ideal client those things can change as your business and and your podcast evolves and you're right you do because say for example when I first started I never really posted on LinkedIn and then I was really worried about it I was worried what people were going to say what if I wrote something wrong and that kind of whole um imposter syndrome thing I think that can be quite at odds with what you're trying to find your authenticity and then as that time goes on and you just give it a try you then find out things you do like and more importantly what you don't like and also like when you you talk about you know you will not appeal to everybody but you don't want to appeal to everybody because the same with marketing isn't it when it's you market to everybody you market to nobody because you can't it's impossible for you to have something that is for everybody you've got to have that but it does like I say I think agree with you it takes time and you shouldn't beat yourself up if you feel like you have you're not quite there because as your business like if your business grows a little bit more as well you'll take on new people it might shift slightly so um it's just kind of making I don't know kind of um like look back at certain things I try to look back a little bit and think about where I've come and what things and like evaluate that's the word I was looking for evaluate (laughs) um just like every so often every couple of months and to kind of help refocus and think about those things is that something that you that you think about as well kind of on a ongoing basis yeah so we always use um for us and clients we always use three months um as a planning sort of window anyway because when you look at stuff that's so far off in the distance it's just so overwhelming because it feels like a massive mountain so we always chunk everything down into um into sort of three month goals and then two two week focuses um and every time um we look at our three month it is about what went well what did we do what's like we've got a victory board in the office um (laughs) and that could be like tiny stuff up to massive stuff It, it doesn't have to be um like i've won this award or i've done it it could be we finally did that page on the website we've been trying to do for three years and has been at the bottom of the to-do list. It's mm-hmm. we look back and try and recognize as a team, what are all the things that actually we've learned this in this three months and all the things that we've achieved. And quite often the stuff that's gone completely wrong or hasn't hit the mark and you've learned from is the stuff that you then 
actually are your biggest achievements because they're what they, that's what helps you get to the next thing and if I look back at the business now um five years ago I mean it doesn't even slightly resemble where we are now um but that's that's a real positive thing and, and that is for, for anyone looking back I, I imagine that most people that have done a podcast um will look back on their first episode and like me looking at the content that I put out will absolutely cringe and think oh my god what was I doing that was terrible I ummed there I did this and I but you'll do the same looking back in five years to what you're doing right now because it actually mm -hmm. that's all about evolution and learning and developing and and the more you identify stuff to learn the better and better you'll get and no one starts perfect no one ends perfect mm. so it's just about learning as learning as you go really and yes we absolutely for us and our clients are constantly trying to look at we don't we try not to recognize failure it's not such stuff isn't failure we just rephrase it as it's an iteration of success so it's the first iteration in 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 something else if if I um, wrote a book and it was completely flopped that's not a failure it's a learning that I can take away and look at why did it flop who was I writing it for was I writing it for the right reasons um did I not market it properly did I um like did I put it through the wrong channels it's it, it's the first iteration of the next thing that might mm. then also not be exactly as I want it but by the fifth or sixth time I might have got to a put to got to the place that I wanted to be in the first place yeah I I love that I do I very much agree with that statement about not calling it failing. And I think that um, there is this kind of thing as well in in some uh, some people in the online space where, um, you know, everybody thinks everybody else is getting it first time, you know, release the podcast, it's charted, I've, I've done my marketing, I've got all these new things. And it's just simply not the case. It's it's very vulnerable to talk about those kind of things on on social media because you feel like it might affect you or your business. But I, I do really think that that you're trying and you're being, you know, you're you won't know if you can do it unless you have already done it. And that applies to anything within your business, whether that's a podcast or you're um, doing a new launch or you know, like you say, writing a book. Unless you try, I mean, I myself, I'm planning something. And I've um, <laughs> been procrastinating around it and been worrying about it. I've never done it before. Am I doing it right? And I just thought, you're just getting yourself caught up here. Unless I do it, I'm never going to know or that I can actually get it sorted because I haven't tried it yet. So I, I do uh, I do think that's a great sentiment to go forward with your business and, and the projects that you've got planned for it. Um, so we, we've talked a little bit about um, helping to try and find your authenticity for your podcast and for your business as well because obviously they're all going to everything's linking up with your your business and your marketing and um, so one thing also that's really important is like identifying your target audience uh, for for your podcast um so I was at the podcast show a couple of months ago and I attended a talk and they were looking at different analytics they've analyzed in some different podcasts and kind of one of the biggest things um, was relevance is this podcast relevant to me and we but before we chatted before we hit record we talked about that Venn diagram didn't we that sweet spot between um what you actually want to do for your podcast and um what your audience actually wants and needs to hear from you and so it's kind of hitting that bit in the middle and um, what's your kind have you got any advice or tips around you know helping identify that for your business or for your for your podcast Absolutely, because I think if you look at the reasons why people start a podcast, you've got people that start a podcast because maybe it's a 
um, it's a hobby or something that they enjoy doing that they can then reach out um, to others on the same topic. But also you have a lot of businesses now using it as a tool to get their their voice and opinions heard, um, to use it as a marketing tool. Um, I mean, there's, there's like a million and one coaches. There's like a million and one business coaches that are in the same space as us. So if I was to launch a podcast and not think about my target audience more than its small and micro businesses, I would be nuts because why would someone listen to me rather than those other 1,001 or however many I said um, coaches that are out there doing the same thing? If you have to refine it right down so that you understand who you're talking to, why they would listen um, and why they would listen to you rather than someone else. Mm. So it's exactly the same as when you're defining your business. You want to know exactly what your USP is. You want to know what makes me unique. What? Why would people pick me rather than somebody else? And that's exactly the same um, when you're looking at a podcast. It's why would someone want to listen to me rather than someone else? And that's not in a, a negative way. That's a digging yeah. deep to work out what what is mm. it about what I've got to say um, that is relevant, that is um, um, engaging, that is interesting, that is informative. What is it that you're trying to do for who? So for, for and and think about it's not just. So we wouldn't say it's just for micro and small businesses. We would then be digging into it's micro and small businesses that potentially feel like they're isolated. They feel isolated and they like to use humour. And you might then so have a podcast which is aimed at micro and small business owners that are feeling lonely but want. A, something upbeat and uplifting it's not about necessarily knowledge it's about maybe the comedic side of um, um of, of business ownership so you need to drill down even further into your um audience and pick that persona that you're talking to mm-hmm. um and for me it's that sweet spot between you need to work out what could you sit and talk about all day what do you love talking about what absolutely is your like passion um topic um and then what do people want to listen to because if you've got a passion topic and you can talk about it all day and it's really interesting but no one wants to hear it then it's great <laughs> what a lovely hobby mm. but, but it's not gonna um, work for your business at all it's, it's not good and it's, and it's still maybe a, a brilliant pastime and something to do but if you're looking at it from a business delivery a marketing tool mm-hmm. you need to think right what is something that I'm so passionate about that I love talking about, that I can talk about until the cows come home, that I want to shout from the rooftops. Combine that with what do people want to hear, put it together, that's where that Venn diagram comes Mm -hmm. in. There's that sweet spot in the middle of what have I got to say that people want to hear and they want to hear it in the way that I have to say it um, and they want to hear it from me rather than other people because, and if you can find that that specific area, you can then focus in because otherwise you've got no... You need to have your audience in mind when you're talking. You need to be mm-hmm. focusing on that. And if you're not clear on what you're trying to achieve with it, who you're trying to talk to, how you're trying to talk to them, how you want them to feel when they've um, when when they've signed off, and why they should listen to you rather mm-hmm. than somebody else, your strategy is going to be a bit disjointed, and then that's just going to lead to a fun outlet, but not necessarily yeah. the, the tool that you wanted it to be in the first place. Yeah, it won't make it as effective um, as you w- would like it to be. And I mean, and there's no one to say that you're going to get this right first time. Uh, my podcast has changed um, over the year that I, over the, I started it last March, this uh, podcasting 101, this one. Um, I did have a previous podcast, but that was more, was to do with virtual assistants. And then I felt I wanted to do something more in line with what I was doing. So there I evolved that podcast and yeah. thought, right, this is what I want to move over to do something. And 
I think that, as we said before, with finding your voice and authenticity, they will kind of all flow and link together. Um, But if you are starting out, it does feel sometimes like that's not going to happen, that you just need to kind of, um, my biggest advice would just be like, just to keep on trying. And once you start, like if even if you think you it's you're not ready to publish you find that and you can use things like um you know different statistic tools to to work out like which of your episodes have worked really well and you can go from there and which ones haven't and then you can kind of start in that way as well to help move you forward um with you know trying to drill down and to see what really works with your audience for your podcast I think the great thing about that as well is so we've we, we have I've I've done a couple of podcasts I've been on a couple and then done a couple of joint podcasts before mm-hmm. um, and we've pushed them out there and it and I wouldn't say that our audience was clear I wouldn't say that our marketing had been very clear and so no one's actually listened to them so what's mm-hmm. the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah like a couple of years ago we dabbled in it and then went actually because oh, it takes so much time doesn't mm-hmm. it? it is a is a big investment and it's something next mm-hmm. year um sort of uh, me talking earlier about the um the different components that's actually where we plan to sort of eventually land um with mm-hmm. the podcast is um in my head i want the bridget jones of small business oh, cool. <laughs> a podcast but you have to have the time to commit to it and do it properly because mm-hmm. it is actually it, like we've dabbled in it before and it is a huge huge time commitment and it's like setting up a whole new arm of the business yeah Um, so it is it's a big commitment isn't it yeah it is I think because there's a lot there's a lot in the planning as well to ensuring that the content like we've just talked about is is on brand and is in you know aimed at the right people but then then you just record the episodes but then you do then you've got all the production elements from that to go in you've got to try and fit this extra piece of work into your schedule with your with you workload and with what you're already doing for your clients as well so um those type of things as well it it does need to be thought about carefully as to whether or not you can um fit it in your business I mean if you're the type of person that just wants to start a podcast for your business you just start one that's okay too but they but I think when you start thinking about it a little bit more strategically um and working out the benefits of that podcast specifically for your business then it does take a little bit more thought into making sure that these things like relevance and you know production value and things like that you're doing them the best that you can really yeah. and I think the only yeah. danger with with the because one of my biggest things is like just just do it you just do it and, and you see but it it's just then sometimes being realistic with the engagement levels and if you um and the same with, with people start a business and they'll chuck stuff out and be like ta-da my website's live where are my sales um and it's being mm. realistic with the fact that actually just because you've done something and chucked it out there doesn't mean mm-hmm. that people are going to come flooding and listen to it or buy it or engage no. with it so it's being realistic about if you start something and you chuck it out there and you get no engagement that's not because you should give up and it's not the right thing to do it means that you probably haven't narrowed it down enough yet or you haven't marketed it in the right way or you mm-hmm. haven't found your voice so that's not a reason to stop doing it it's just a reason to continually try and refine what you're doing until like you said yeah. you look at the, the statistics and go interesting that one got more engagement I wonder why it did oh look it's because I actually marketed it better maybe it's not the content it's just how I'm talking about it and oh that Mm -hmm. one got more engagement because I had a guest speaker so maybe people like having guests on there you can start to use that but you can't use that data and you can't learn if you don't have it yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly yeah that is that's that's a great piece of advice I think that's the um 
the best thing to do is start and then you can use that data going forward for your business. Thanks so much for coming and chatting with me today. I'd just like to leave, um, have you got like a top piece of advice? You've offered lots of advice throughout the episode. Have you got a top piece of advice that you'd like to leave the listeners with? I'd say having a think about the things that we've spoken about today, I think it's just be brave. Don't worry about like stop using the word failure and think of it as Mm -hmm. iterations of success um, and find that sweet spot if you can find your sweet spot of what you want to talk about and what you're unashamedly passionate about and and the stuff that people are interested in um, and you're brave about how you approach that and you ex- expect that it won't just be perfect straight away so you have realistic expectations you set yourself up for a really strong and like a, and a quite a strategic um, start to your podcast and, and and then from there you can iterate and learn and use the data and refine um, but just keep going mm-hmm. keep going with it <laughs> that's great do you want to let everybody where know where they can find you and also I know that you have something exciting coming up that you'd like to talk about as well yeah sure so um you can find us at www.realworldconsultancy.org um there's links on there to have a cup and a catch-up we're all about cup and catch-ups um it's kind of become our thing yeah love <laughs> that cake. Um, oh yes we... the cake is always very good when I've been yeah. to see you <laughs> um so we've got um so yeah we've, we've we've got a few things going on at the moment we've um we're delivering all the funded coaching again for Worcestershire which is very exciting mm. so we're delivering um funded business coaching for Worcestershire-based businesses we're carrying on with all of our client, private clients. We've got a biz fest coming up in November. Oh, so yes, like, of course. Yes. So it's like a um, it's a business conference, but we've combined it with a festival theme. So, again, we're tra- our, our values are very much around um, like us being able to be passionate about what's going on um, as feeling um, uh, that we bring the fun, that we're engaging. So we thought, right, how do we do things a bit differently? I know we'll um, we'll scrap the conference and have a festival so we've got BizFest coming up and then interestingly next year we're going to be launching um, a sister company which will be real world academy um so where we'll be training up other business coaches so that's that's very exciting and so i'm currently going through my whole exercise of looking at who my target <laughs> audience are um making sure Absolutely. that i'm all down yeah <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm really excited for BizFest as well for you guys. And thanks so much for coming onto the show. We'll pop all of your links in the show notes. So if people are interested in finding you or if there's any local people listening and you're interested in getting some coaching um, with the enterprise, and that, that is how I came across Emma and the company. And I would really rate it. So um, I would apply there and give it a try and meet all the lovely ladies there at Real World Consultancy. And so thanks, Emma. And we'll catch up with you soon. Nice to talk to you, Rachel. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to connect with me or get in touch, then head on over to my website. If you liked the episode, then I'd love it if you could leave me a review in your chosen podcast app. Your feedback is much appreciated. See you next time.